0: your girl shaggy lola salami should i i keep asking myself if i should say it's your girl but i'm not like people get all worked up with title but then i'm a mom so it's your latest or your favorite mom shaggy lola salami <laughs> not that i'm bothered with these things but it just occurred to me as i was saying that should i say girl should i say lady should i say mom oh hey you know it's me shaggy Lala salami how are you all doing today it's a nice cloudy day in london and I'm just feeling really, really super because we're counting down um to my little girl's big day. So this is how going to be our first birthday that we're going all out to celebrate. And, you know, her first birthday, we did a had we had a massive birthday party at home. Second birthday, we didn't do anything. Third birthday, we had a little celebration at nursery and football club. So fourth birthday, we're having a proper, you know, we're going to a trampoline park. So we're really excited, you know and looking forward to the big day. Well, any who have I got here with me?
1: Hey, this is your girl, Catherine Almond.
0: Hey, I girl. Your,
1: <laughs> I loved your introduction there. I think we can be girls for this uh, this conversation. Yes. I'm out, here, <laughs> I'm out here in sunny Los Angeles, and I am a an author, and I've uh, written two books, and uh, published them. So I thought that would be something that you and I could have a chat about.
0: Fabulous. What are your books about?
1: Well, I'm a psychotherapist. as my day job. And so I've written a couple self-help books. One of them is called Shortcuts to Mindfulness. So it's about uh, incorporating ideas of mindfulness and meditation into uh, personal growth and self-help. And that is a book of very short essays, and I'll explain a little later in that conversation about how that came about. So it's for the modern attention span. You can just sit down and read something really short in between texting and hopefully get a little uh, boost. And my other book is called Tantric Dating, Bringing Love and Awareness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the people like that word tantra, all right. Tantric (laughs) Dating, Bringing Love and Awareness to the uh, Dating Process. So uh, those are my two books, and I, uh, I uh, published them. I started a little press to, um, to uh, publish my books and then publish some uh, books of my friends. So it's been a wonderful uh, part-time job. Oh, so
0: fabulous. So you want to talk us through the process of doing that, of publishing or starting your own press? Which one?
1: Well, I'd love to um, share with your readers how i wrote my first book which was i um, had started a blog and i had read back then that the perfect blog uh, excerpt was about 400 to 600 words i think they recommend longer now but i started writing these 400 word little essays um, which was about my attention span Mm. and i started putting them on my blog and then i was reading an article that said Give yourself the goal that when you write 100 blog pieces, you'll publish them as a book. So I started doing that. And so I, when I'd be at uh, article number 36, I'd say, Keep going. And I get to article 57, I go, Keep going. And 78, and so on. And it kept me going to write these blog pieces, which helped me, uh, you know, which people started reading. And I put them on article sites. And I've had over 5,000 people read one of my articles online and so forth. That was um, very satisfying. Now, when I got the 100, I um, hired a book designer and I put it out and, and, uh, and self-published. And that has been a wonderful way for me to write a book because I've been struggling with another larger prog- pro- project, like a novel, for I don't want, even want to say how long, That's it's very hard for me to write such a big, massive things so writing it in small pieces like that might be helpful for some of your readers to just know that if you can persist with those short pieces you can do a collection
0: right okay see because as you were talking you know I was just thinking to myself 400 word blog posts when I start writing on my blog I look at the word count and I'm like at 800 Right, and then I haven't even I haven't even shed a sweat, you know. Getting to eight hundred, I think I would I would I would struggle to write four hundred words. How do you manage to truncate what you have to say into four hundred words?
1: Well, I took a lot of writing classes, and I just would uh, you know write the eight hundred words, and then start throwing out everything that wasn't necessary. Mm. And with my writing, that's at least half. You know, cause I just would, you know, you, you do your first draft, just kind of stream of consciousness and then, uh, whittle it down like a sculptor, I guess, down to the 400 words. I mm-hmm. think 800 words now might be considered a decent blog post, but I, uh, back then that they said that, you know, people don't want to read much more than that.
0: Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. It's kind of like videos, right? Like I get bored when it's like more than 15 seconds. I'm like, seriously, exactly. why do I need too
1: much more? exactly if you haven't got my attention by three seconds I'm gone right yeah yeah so um so yeah by doing that and then uh collecting them and putting them in a certain order and so forth I think it helps uh the reader too because we all have these short attention spans now you can just kind of l- bum through the book find something that you like if you don't like it skip over to something
0: else yeah yeah no definitely dope because that's why i write and i use titles so whenever i'm writing my long bits i always break them down into titles because that's how i read i look through titles in articles no matter how long it is i literally skim through the title and of the title or or a subtitle rather if the subtitle sounds interesting to me then i read that bit i don't read the long blank text like i'm like seriously who's got time for that so if you just put it in little subtitles and then you say okay this bit is about this that bit is about this then i would look through if i thought that bit sounded interesting i would then read that bit but anyways we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves what do i offer you it is a virtue cafe after all
1: yeah so let's have another cup of coffee
0: how do you like your coffee
1: i take mine black and very strong i like very dark roast so
0: you're very easy to please
1: <laughs> it might not be dark enough but <laughs> i think that's great about the titles because that's uh that's important to a writer or whether people are going to read your work or not just when you heard the title of my second book tantric dating you went woo so i know that title is uh at least getting your attention
0: well yes because literally- <laughs> I'm not one to read lots of, like, I subscribe to art, um, you know, blogs, but then I only ever go and read um, ones on Medium, right? And then when I start, I don't read the introduction because I'm really intrigued, because most of the time they don't say anything quite interesting. So I literally skim through. And if I see a head in something that's highlighted that catches my attention, it's kind of like a black spot in a white room or in a white mm-hmm. background, right? It's going to be mm-hmm. that thing that catches my attention. So mm-hmm. that's why they say formatting is quite important. So if they put that thing, I then stop. Okay, great. I can see the black dot now. What does this black dot say? Mm-hmm. Great. It says something interesting. Good. I will read it. It's not saying something interesting. I literally just scroll. And for those articles where there isn't any black dot, I literally just close the page. I don't even bother.
1: There's just so much to read now. So I think to the, to the writers out there, uh sounds like headlines and titles are actually more important than what you have to say. Getting that attention.
0: Well, yeah, because you've got to be able to stand out. You know, like you say, people have such limited time and, you know, it's important to make sure that people feel that you're, the time they're investing, reading what you have to say is actually worthwhile because sometimes I've read stuff and I just think, seriously, that's time I'm not going to get back again. I, I would get so annoyed mm. because I'm like, that is time I could easily have used to do something else. Yes, it's one minute, but that's one minute I could use in doing something else. I totally agree. You know, but yeah, so tell us, how did you start writing?
1: Well, I uh, had actually studied writing in college, but I uh, didn't get around to it until later in life when I had something to say. I really didn't feel like I had much to say earlier on. So I started uh, writing because I wanted to share some things I'd learned and uh, some things that I share with my patients. And then I did take uh, about 10 years worth of writing classes. I would be in uh, writing groups once a week where we would critique each other's work. And so on, and and you really learn by sitting around with other people. Uh, the classes were mostly women, but sometimes there'd be it'd be wonderful to have men there too. But we would read each other's work, give feedback, and that's really helps uh, learn the process of writing. Mm. And then when I uh, then I, so then I made writing friends, and then when I started my small press to publish my two books, I was able to. Uh, help my friends get their books published as well so we have a little press with with all of our books on there
0: okay so uh right so where where do you see yourself going sort of uh, like how do i put it okay Sort of start off again see because you're hoarding information i don't like it when people hoard information right hoarding yeah. So tell us the process, like sort of good, like how did you decide on the name? How? Because You know, sometimes when I think of the word press, right, I always yeah. think of this place where you have this press where you're just print, printing out books and stuff. So it's not like that. I'm guessing you use maybe, I don't know, Ingram's, Ingram's Park or one of the other ones. Or do you actually do it yourself and print out all the books yourself?
1: Oh, gosh, no, it does make you think of like one of those old fashioned presses, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we actually use CreateSpace on Amazon, which is uh, really simple. And you can actually, if you're such a motivated person, you can actually get a book up within a a matter of hours. And you take your manuscript and you have it formatted, and then you just load it up to Amazon with the cover, the cover and so forth. And um, as soon as it's on there, uh, you know, it takes them, they they tell you it's going to take 48 hours to review it, but it, actually takes less than that and then all of a sudden you're so shocked because you can go to amazon and your book is right there yeah and it's just lovely and people can go ahead and order it you can go ahead and start promoting it on social media and it's just and i think they take they have all complicated math formulas and so forth about how much money you make and don't but you know i'm happy for them to take half because i don't have to think about any of of that and then they print on demand, so. It used to be, I've heard that self-publishing used to be that you'd have to have a garage full of 10,000 books. And personally, I don't have a garage. I live in a a flat. And uh, it's great because I just keep a small number of, uh, I keep about 100 books in my closet. And then um, other people just go online and they print it and send it out to them. So it's really helped um, the self-published author uh, make it. Easy and affordable, and it's just—it's just really a thrill to see your books up on Amazon. Yeah. Is that how you published yours?
0: Well, yeah. So the first one I did, um I did it the same way, and it was such—and I feel like like people who listen to the show—they would get tired of me saying this, right? It was such a demotive, demotivating. It was such an anticlimax. Really? Yeah. Seriously, right? So after I put clicked published right uh-huh. i don't know why i had this unfounded expectation that you know i would literally just start seeing the you know the the numbers oh, yeah. just crunching right oh yeah oh yeah do, 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 do. bye 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 so i was dear wasting okay so i did and i was waiting for the next one minute thinking i would get like 10 orders because obviously it's amazon right so why wouldn't why yeah. would i get and then i was thinking by the by the one you know by one hour mark i will probably get 100 and then I clicked refresh and it was still zero. Yeah. And
1: well, I'm- there is that part which you didn't really count uh, account on when you became a writer, no. was that you're gonna have to also become a book promoter. Yes. Because every single book you're gonna actually sell by hand. And this is a shock because you do right have a fantasy that people are gonna start buying your book and a lot of times, even your friends don't really want to buy your book. They'll do it to support you. But everyone's got so much to do and so much to read. <laughs> it's like another book. Okay. And so you you uh, you are going to be out talking to people, uh, being on social media, promoting your book, uh, sharing the good news. And uh, yeah, it's a little postpartum depression <laughs> after the book comes out. And you're like, oh, well, that's done. Now what? Now I have to do what? I have to become a salesperson. But yeah. it's actually fun. I want to say that after you get over that depression part, it's actually fun. If you're going into writing to make money and imagine that J.K. Rowling's is going to be your future, you're probably going to be disappointed. But if you see it as oh, I've got something I want to share and I'm really happy to share. And uh, if I was a painter and I was painting, and nobody was buying my work, wouldn't it still be worth painting? I think that's kind of the attitude that helps writers Yeah, uh, with those fantasies, those fantasies of grandeur that are probably <laughs> not coming down the pike for us. Maybe for you, maybe for me, but uh, I don't know if we're gonna win the lottery on that one. Did that, that sound depressing? I hope not.
0: Well, I think a lot of people go into publishing without knowing what to expect um and like me right they were very delusional or oh, i was extremely <laughs> no seriously right i don't know i just had this idea right that once i clicked publish that would be it right like yeah, thousands exactly. of people all over the world would be buying my <laughs> book because to me why would they not want to do so exactly Right. And then exactly. when people say, well, you need to define your ideal reader. And I go, but everybody, it is suitable for everybody. Why would <laughs> everybody want to read my book? <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. So obviously that that was my my delusion, my anticlimax, you know, my very humbling moment. You know, so now whenever anyone goes, I'm like, Thank you so much for investing the time in reading my book. Right. Or when I see someone actually pays because I've got a free book and I've got paid for books. And when I see someone, I was like, what? You like my book enough to want to buy it? Thank you so much. My gratitude is unending. Yes, and then we can really
1: appreciate that. And a lot of times uh, we can actually you get the personal connection with the person who's been moved by your work. And, you know, when you get that, it's everything's been worth it.
0: Yes. Yes. So what are the top five things you've learned from, you know, from self-publishing, you know, and going through this process of writing books?
1: Wow. What a fun exercise. Let's see. Number one, I think what we were just talking about, which is that then, uh, one is how thrilling it is when someone is moved by your work someone reads your book and gives you good feedback. It's just a thrill. One of the top thrills in life. Number two, um, would be, It's easier than I thought to actually get a book out. Um, Number three, self-publishing is wonderful because uh, you don't get all the uh, rejection slips and how commercial is it gonna be and how are you gonna have to sell 10,000 copies and so forth. I was, like many of your readers perhaps, I had gotten some rejection slips of people who, didn't actually read my work they just didn't think it had enough commercial value to send to sell you know tens of thousands of books and yeah. most the average book uh, actually that's published by one of the six uh, top publishing firms only sells 3,000 books I was very really to hear that mm mm-hmm.
0: where did you get that stat from
1: uh, well it must be true because I got it online I don't remember <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay that's fair enough if it's on google
1: it must be true <laughs> who knows i read it somewhere and um let's see i think that i uh one of the top five things would be how fun it is how fun it is to actually hold your book in your hand i just got eyes when my first box of book or books arrived and uh it's just the whole thing is fun worthwhile as long as as you said if you're willing to face the delusions of I'm probably not going to be JK Rowling's in this lifetime. Uh, then I think it's just a fantastic uh, way to give your gifts to, to other people.
0: Yeah. Now, you know, just on what you said, though, I've had a couple of quote unquote Amazon bestsellers come on the show. And one thing they seem to say is that for you to become an overnight bestseller you should have been working at it for ten years.:
1: Yeah, I don't really know about all that. i I've briefly looked at some articles on the, uh, becoming an Amazon bestseller. It looks like a lot of work to me. Um, maybe with my next book, I'll look into that. Um, so I don't I actually can't comment on that. I don't really know anything about it.
0: well, i I think right that you know it's about putting in the work. Because obviously, let's say you're a random Joe Blog today and you just go, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to publish a book. I want to do blah, blah, blah. And you go and nobody knows who you are, right? Mm -hmm. No one's going to buy your book, right? Right. And the chances of your book being discovered on Amazon is next to none if nobody knows who you are, if you don't promote it, if you don't tell anyone about it, you know. So that's where I think that rough 10 year figure comes in because the more you do work consistently, the more you promote yourself, the more you engage with people. I believe from the little I know about publishing, and I am no expert by any, any run of the imagination. So from my little experience, right, that people take a chance on you. So, you know, you might decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to go and check out one of your books, shakilala Lala, because I like what you do. And I want to check out your writing style, Right. Well, if you didn't know me and you just saw my book randomly on the thing and it's not in your genre, you probably would not even check it out because that's not something that you're interested in,
1: right? It's exactly true. I have spent a lot of time learning how to market my books, learning what to do. I hired someone to help me. I did uh, all the things that they suggest, blogging, social media, book tours, giving talks, um, getting listed on here and there, paying for some book reviews, um, all kinds of whatever I could think of to get the word out. And I think you're right. People get interested in you as a person. Um, I know that the subject of your, your book is not something I would be naturally drawn to. But now after experiencing you and chatting with you here at the virtual cafe, I, I'm interested in reading your work. So I think that's how it How it is, is that you get out as an author, people are interested in you and what
0: you have to say, and then they want to buy your book. Yes, exactly, because that's how you start out. And then when someone gets pleasantly surprised, assuming that your work is that good, right? Because obviously Mm -hmm. you get some people who are not that good anyway. But then again, one man's poison is another man's meat. So what I might like might not be something else that someone else might like. So if you then get enough people liking your book, they may then recommend it to other people. And that's how, you know, it quote unquote goes viral.
1: Well, my books haven't gone viral, but I have to say it was one of the thrills of my life to go on, uh, you know, just be trolling through Instagram one day and someone had posted a picture of my book and how much it meant to them. I mean, I nearly jumped out of my skin. So this is what can happen. This doesn't happen as you're saying. It does not happen by accident. It happens through a, you know, word of mouth is generated by a lot of hard work yes but when you see it pay off like that it's really a thrill
0: yeah but the thing is again success and sometimes some people relate success to the amount of money that they get you know um in return from, and i think everybody should have their own definition of success because if you don't have manageable expectations of success then you're going to get disappointed because to one, so for instance, someone like Barack Obama, right? President Barack mm-hmm. Obama, success to him might be getting, if he had a podcast show, success to him might be having 1 million people listen to his first episode, right? I probably yep. would faint, right, if <laughs> 1,000 people listen to my podcast show. Right. Well, the
1: same with our books.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the same thing. You know, so if Barack Obama, you know, writes a book, you know, success would be, I don't know, if a minimum of 1 million people buy his book on the first day or pre-order it, right? Whereas to someone else, if five people pre-ordered their book, that's success. So we all have to have manageable expectations of what we want or what success is to us, because we are all different, you know, we're all different people. Um, You know, so for me, I think the first time, you know, just, and that's why one of, I put one of my books out there because I just wanted people to just read. There was the, the story that I had to tell. And it was like, you know what? I don't care if I don't make any money from it. I just had the story that I wanted people to, you know, to enjoy, right? So I'm not making money for it. But for me, the fact that even one person goes exactly. out there and downloads it and reads it, to me, that's success. So everybody need, just needs to define what success is for them.
1: I totally agree with you. I think if, as a writer, if you're going to define it by money, you're going to be disappointed. If you define it by, uh, my boyfriend is always helping me. Remember if you help one person, it was worth it. Yes. So I, I agree with you. If that's your definition of success that, that will feel beautiful to you. If you're going to divine success as a beginning writer by numbers of copies sold and how much money you made, probably be disappointed. Another, um, fact I read online so who knows but it's been a good rule of thumb for me is that most people whose books uh, crack through and make it big it's their sixth book yes six so that means you've written five that were moderately successful or maybe not that successful but you kept going kept going kept putting it out there kept building your fan base kept giving 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 and I and my experience of the universe, if you keep giving, 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 then you get back.
0: Yes. And I think that's probably where that 10-year rule comes from, though, because six books, imagine if you were doing one book every year, that's what? That's by your sixth year.
1: It's going to take me one year to write my... It's going to take me 10 years to write my next book, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But if you can write a book a year, you're doing very, very, very well.
0: Yes. No, I can, I can attest to that because... I've not written a book for at least a year and a half, two years now. Um, And I might, I, what's, how do they say it? The mind is willing, but the body is weak, right? Writing is hard. Don't you think writing is hard? That's why I'm saying the mind is willing, but the body is weak, Mm -hmm. you know, because trying to, you know, um, put in writing, being a mother, trying to earn a living, you know, trying to exist as an individual, there's just little time left. And doing a podcast show as well, there's, you know, there's just little time left. And I think, you know, for a writer, it's that consistency that, you know, that helps. And the characters in my, in my story, right? And I feel, right, that authors, some authors, maybe fiction authors, we're almost certifiable, right? Because we feel like <laughs> our characters they talk to us yeah so the characters in my books right they've been sort of looking at me they've not started screaming yet maybe that's why I haven't started writing they've not started screaming. <laughs> I can see one of the characters just folding his arm and just looking at me and like okay okay I'm not even going to say nothing to you right now and that's literally the imagination like how I imagine this character in my book just looking at me going huh, oh, okay he's not he's not saying anything yet. He's just looking at me, so I know the characters in my book they see how hard life is, so they're not making any noise yet. I think when I get a breathing bit, they might start screaming to me that okay, it's time to finish to finish the story yet. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> Writers, we are a weird bunch. Yes, talking in our heads a lot. I know,
0: I know, but hey. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't think the listeners find it interesting to just say that we talk to a lot. <laughs> they might be like, okay, we need to go and get some people to certify these women now. You know? They're exposing their secrets, right? They're telling us that they're crazy, crazy women. Voices. Because isn't that how they, when they want to assess you, right? They'll be like, do you hear voices in your head? What do the voices tell you?
1: Oh no, we're like these polished creatures behind our author's bios, right? <laughs> You know, no, really. Writing is a lot of fun. It's uh, difficult, but it's a lot of fun. And um, I just would say to your to your uh, listeners to just keep persisting because to get that book in your hand, get it published, start sharing it with people, it's worth all the time and effort.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I know you gave us five tips, but what is one last... Oh dear, I think I have to kick you out, but what is one last piece of advice that you would give anyone?
1: Um, I would say your, your story is worth telling and there's some people that it will help and it's worth you sharing it. And I think going through the process of writing it, even if only a few people buy it, it turns you into a, a better person. It turns you, it gives you more respect for your own story and your own gifts. And, uh, the process is a great thing. Yeah. It's worth doing. Can I, um, can I say the names of my books again?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. Of course.
1: Uh, My one book is Shortcuts to Mindfulness, 100 Ways to Personal and Spiritual Growth. And my other book is Tantric Dating, Bringing Love and Awareness to the Dating Process. And those are both available on Amazon. And you can check me out on my website, which is uh, katherineaumann.com. And I'm going to spell my name, c-a-t-h-e-r-i-n-e-a-u-m-a-n.com. And uh, it's been great having coffee with you this morning.
0: It is. And just for in 30 seconds, in 30 seconds only, can you tell us what Tantra dating is about? (laughs) Tantra
1: dating is about uh, falling in love with everyone you date, whether or not you're going to have a relationship with them or not. So my book is, is little exercises and philosophy and turning the dating process into something that spreads love instead of I don't know about there in London, but here in Los Angeles, it's pretty much treating people like they're disposable, disposable items. If they don't look like Ryan Gosling or, you know, Ah. Michael Jordan or something like this. So and my book is about spreading more love through dating. Ah,
0: Okay. Well, it sounds like a very interesting book. So, you know, if you're listening, please do go check it out. Right. Please do. Yes, so it's been a pleasure having you um, on the show, Catherine. Um, Thank you and, so much. Yes, <laughs> And everyone, it's the Shaggy Salami show. And hope to catch you again soon. All right, then. You're listening to the Shaggy Salami show. It's a show set in a virtual cafe. And I'm your host, Shaggy Lola Salami. The show is about books and publishing. And guests from all over the world come on the show to share their expertise, motivate, educate, and inspire if you enjoy the show please do subscribe to it and tell your friends as well